Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning Planning 101. And welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. It's a marvelous Monday morning. Rain in the forecast. Let's hope it comes true. We yes, need it very bad. Let's hope it comes true after coughing up dust all weekend. No <laughs> so you and us both working on yard work telling our horror stories. Horror stories. <laughs> That's uh, right. Well, we got another horror story for you this morning, oh, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, no, um, we've got a Twitter poll. We want everyone to answer. That's listening in on our show at KFS Life Planning. Tweet us. Have you unintentionally disinherited someone? Yes, no, unsure. I bet you 99% of the people are going to be marking that box unsure after I ask that question because it sounds like a trick question. Well, it does sound it? like a trick question. But the truth is most people actually end up doing just that. Isn't that crazy? Because of poor planning? Well, because of lack of coordination in their planning okay it's kind of like this if i have two favorite restaurants i'll just name them there's this place i went to eat in san antonio riverwalk probably best lamb i've ever eaten in my life yep love it oh my gosh go back there in a heartbeat too bad i only go to san antonio once every five years (laughs) so 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 good but then i love mexican food right right love mexican food so get myself some Good enchiladas, but what if I took that lamb and those enchiladas and mixed them up in one bowl? Is that going to taste very good? Probably not. Probably not, right? It's going to ruin both of your favorites. That's right. And that's unintentionally what we do with our planning in several respects. And we're going to go through some actual real-life stories of things we've been seeing. And what kind of brought this to light is, like, this has been... The month of mayhem when it comes to reviewing documents. I don't know what it is in the air (laughs) that's causing this, but it literally goes back to teaching that story about what my dad has always said. He's always said, you don't know what you don't know. And it's what you don't know that you don't know that's often going to end up hurting you or your family. And this is so true when it comes to estate planning. Because if people do estate planning, what is the one thing that they think about going to do? Go get your will. Oh, yeah. Right? Just go get my will. And I've taken care of... Estate planning. Everything. Wrong. Wrong. And that's really the truth of it, is that so many people spend tons of time, tons of time, you know, they've been thinking about their estate plan for the last 18 months before they actually go to the attorney. This happens all the time because they don't know exactly what they want. And then when they finally figure out exactly what they want, they go to the attorney, they spend thousands of dollars getting this drawn up and wouldn't you be sad to know that it may mean nothing well that's exactly what we're going to be talking about on today's show you don't want to miss it it doesn't matter if your estate is worth a hundred thousand dollars or a hundred million dollars and we're going to tell you why right here on life planning one-on-one we'll be back with more right after this Life Planning 101 continues right here on KTX KWY. Angela? So, have you disinherited anyone unintentionally? 
And you may or may not be surprised to find out that you have. Like I mentioned before the break, we're going to talk about a few stories. And um, one of these recently happened. I actually got the, the documents in the office. The attorney's very good at what he does, obviously does a great job. And, and we're reviewing these documents. And she had spent out a long time figuring out what they wanted. And he had spent out a long time figuring out how they should get it, right? right. And ultimately, they put this all into the will. There was only one problem with this. It would never work out the way they intended to do it. Because the will alone doesn't dictate what's actually going to happen to your assets after you're gone. There was nothing there to fund it, in other words. They had nothing to go into that will that would go into the trust for the kids to be able to fund things the way that they wanted to fund them. And in their case, they had plenty of money. Wasn't I mean, they were very financially secure, middle-class millionaires, everything else, but the assets wouldn't go via will because of the way everything else was set up already. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. A lot of people do this with their inheritances. They end up having this chunk of money, and they want to see it passed down to their kids and grandkids, but because of the way the inheritance is brought in, it doesn't work. A lot of people do this with their IRAs. If you think about what do you put on your IRA? A beneficiary, beneficiary. right? So that beneficiary supersedes that will. So it will never fund that will. So if you put your oldest child as the beneficiary of your IRA. You could have just inherited the other two children. Absolutely. Yes. Or, you know, thinking you set your will up to take care of everybody, yet you put the, you know, your three kids as beneficiaries on your IRA straight out, then they're going to get chunks of money. And if you've got a $2 million IRA... That might be a chunk of money that you didn't want them to get, right? <laughs> so, you know, this can happen a lot of different ways. Another thing to think about, and I actually just came across this. Um, we had a lady brought in a fact finder, and she, a brand new client. She's going through all these things that she wants to do in her will. And had she taken this to an attorney, he would have not known what we know. And that is, is that all the bequests that she had in her will would actually disinherit the people that she cared about most getting the bulk of her money because there was only so much money to fund the bequests. And this happens a lot, especially as people get older and they deplete down their estate. There's not enough money to make those bequests. So they make the bequests. Yep, they because they rolling. come first. Right. Right. And then they unintentionally disinherit. So if you have a million dollars worth of bequests and you have a $4 million estate, that leaves $3 million for your kids. But if you live to be 85 or 90 and all of a sudden that estate's now worth $2 million, right. you're leaving a million for your kids. Yes, that's right. So, you know, this can be a big deal and people don't often think about it. Even the smallest estates have issues. Um, you know, and we've talked about this on the show a lot about people putting... Um, you know, an older person putting their, their kid on their bank account with them as a joint owner just so they can take care of things. Well, not only have they opened up that liability window that we talk about where right. you have a risk for mom and a risk for a kid that if one of them gets in a car wreck, they're openly liable. But the second risk to all of that is, is if you put a child as a joint owner on your bank account, what did you just do to the other children? Disinherited them. You just disinherited them. Right? That doesn't go via your will. Right. Wow. And people I mean, you pass yeah. away. <laughs> That's right. John Jr. all of a sudden has total access to whatever's in that account. That's exactly right. So, you know, people don't think about this and they say, oh, well, they'll take care of them. Well, you know, there is this little thing called gift tax and there is this little thing called estate 
for whatever reason, getting settled brings animosity among children. You know, do you want good Christmases and Thanksgivings after you're gone? And that's the bottom line of it, right? So, you know, it is a bigger problem than you actually think it is. You know, and then another thing, kind of going back to the trust picture is, you know, people set up, you know, thousands of dollars setting up these trusts all the time. and, And they, you know, have everything dictated out in those trusts. Yet, we get the trust and then we're actually looking at everything else because they've come to us for some other type of planning and nothing funds the trust. So here they think everything is going into the trust, yet they didn't retitle a single asset that they own to go into that trust. And attorneys, I love you to death because you actually help us do our job and you're important in this life, but they're horrible about helping those clients fund those trusts. The client has to initiate that a lot of times. And we see that more than not. And it's really sad. I was actually looking one uh, right before I left the house this morning. I was reviewing one. Looks almost identical. Here's this trust. And there's only one thing in the trust. There's nothing else. And they have all kinds of other assets that are there. Well, why is that? What was the point of setting up that document? Because now all those assets, even if they are able to filter through the will to the trust, have to go through probate and they're public. So everybody can see, everybody and their dog can see what those assets were. Is that what you really wanted? Most of the time when you set up a trust, that's not what you were intending, right? So, you know, all of this can be a big risk. I think another thing that people do a lot, and this is, uh, like I say, you know, it doesn't matter what your estate size is. If you have a $100,000 estate or a $100 million estate, and this happened a couple weeks ago. We had a a lady that we've been working with for 20 years, and she doesn't have a very large estate, and she wants to go update her wills. And thank goodness we're having this conversation with her because she has all these plans for her wills. But in reality, all of that's going to cost way more money for her to do because she can do everything through beneficiary designations and after talking to an attorney even her will and her house can be a transfer on death issue without having to have a will in the state of texas really yes so you know a lot of times we go through all this work for what at what cost cost? (laughs) right and so it really doesn't matter and i think this is where we have become an extremely valuable player with families is we help people take a holistic view of you know their estate and their legacy planning you know an attorney in most cases is just writing the documents in fact we've had attorneys tell us all i want to do is write the documents. Your job is to do all of that fact finding, right? They <laughs> want sure us funded that, properly. That's right. It. Your job is to bring the trustee to the table and make sure they're looking at those documents. So what's that tell you? If you have a trust and you haven't had a professional trustee look at your trust, is yeah. it really going to work the way that you think it's going to work? It may not be worth the paper it's written on. It, it may not. You know, and that's what we find out in more cases than one. So you know, we think it's extremely important when you're putting together an estate, you at least have a team of your financial advisor and that's versed in estate planning with your attorney. If not, your tax accountant, potentially other attorneys, tax attorneys may be important in your estate planning. Um, You know, it all depends on that person's unique situation and what's going on with their family, their businesses, their goals, their financial plan. All of that needs to be looked at holistically. Um, And sometimes even other specialists are necessary, necessary, whether it's insurance or investments, because most of the time that attorney is wanting someone else to quarterback all of this, you know, not only on the front end, but also the titling on the back end. Now the attorney guides us and tells us what to title what and who to title who. 
because that's what they have to do. We aren't attorneys. We don't give legal advice. But what we do make sure is we make sure everything gets done the way that it needs to get done. So, you know, the bottom line of this is that your will could mean absolutely nothing. You could disinherit your loved ones. Your legacy may never be established to accomplish your wishes. And I know that sounds really, really tough and sad and makes you think twice. But JFK had a, a quote that I thought was very appropriate. He said, the time to repair a roof is when the sun is shining. Sort of like uh, replacing windshield wipers. You only think about it when it's raining. That's right. So <laughs> That's right. So, um, you know, now is the time to think about this. Now, we have a special guest. When we come back, our very own CFA here in Eastland, Texas at Kennedy Financial Services, Aaron Kennedy, giving us a market report you don't want to miss. When is permanent? When is one is not, right? Live Planning 101 right here on KTXKWY. Angela and Aaron with us this morning. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning. How you are bright today. This morning. Thank you. Start a Monday off right. That's right. I said it was Holy Week morning, but it's purple. No matter. He's wearing purple for those listeners. They obviously <laughs> cannot see him. <laughs> That's the great thing about radio. Yes, yes. it is. Yes, it is. So you got a face for radio, right? <laughs> face for radio. Face yeah. for radio. <laughs> awesome. No, it's good. I didn't know if this morning meant the market or if it was just that it was Holy Week. I wasn't sure. So I know you're here to give us a great market update. And thank goodness with all this volatility. We have an expert in the room. Yes, uh, you, you nailed it. What's been going on so far this year, and that's volatility. It's been extreme. You know, even last month or last week, you know, it was extreme. Roller coaster. Uh, yes, and it has not been fun. But you know, I think for the year we're down about three percent, or the market overall is. So it's not devastating by any any nature, but it just hasn't been fun. We've seen huge swings, 8% up and down. So anytime you have that kind of volatility, it, it makes people fearful. But if we take a step back and look at what's going on, the market's still really strong or the economy's still really strong. Consumer confidence right now is, is at an almost all-time high. You know, which is incredible. And that's what we need our consumers to be spending. And they are. Let's see. The leading economic indicators of what we look at, what companies are doing uh, going forward. Are they, are they manufacturing goods? Are they building their inventory? Yes, they're still doing that. And companies can see things happening. So if things are slowing down, they're not going to be building inventory. Right. You know, so these... These leading economic indicators are increasing, and they're, they're accelerating. So that's, that's extremely good. You know, GDP, our, our, nas- our national growth, was almost 3% last year, which is huge. Uh, we're fixing to get some more numbers, but the economy is clicking. You know, the economy is doing good, and that is the, the wind behind the market. So what is the market doing? You know, there, there are some things out there that are, are scaring the market. Number one's the media. Political media is just unbearable right now. Right. Anything that's doing good, we have to attack. You know, and that, that's a big problem right now. 
Another thing is this fear of tariffs. You know, what are tariffs going to do? He's already excluded dang near everybody but China. That's not a bad thing. You know, China has not played well with the U.S. for a long time. They steal all our trade secrets. Our trade deficit is just unbelievable with China. So what would an all-out trade war do with China? It would lower their GDP by almost half. Would China do that? You know, if you look at them, day in, day out, they grow at 7%. Whether they do or not, that's what they put out there. Are they willing to drop to 3.5% <laughs> to prove a point? And that, that answer is no. 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 So more than likely, all of this is just a big ploy to get better trade arrangements. And he said he was going to do it from the beginning. So He plays poker. He plays poker in... Ooh, he's at the big boy table now, and you know, it's, it's moving markets. But, uh, you know, we've, we've excluded Europe, we've excluded Canada, we've excluded Mexico, you know, and we're still pointing our finger at China. Right. So probably not a lot's going to come out of it. Uh, worst case scenario, our inflation rises by half a percent, you know, mm. which is it still puts the burden on the U.S. consumer but it's not going to destroy anything. The The fear is way outweighed here on these, will these it, tariffs. Will it bring back, would it potentially bring more jobs to the United States if, if this was put in place, the tariffs against China? No. No. I mean, it will, but it will, it will not overcome the cost of the, it. The negative impact. Right. Gotcha. Right. It it. It will not. I think on the steel tariffs, what is it, 500 jobs? Yeah, it wasn't. And, and that's even the, even the, there was some gentleman talking about the aluminum that was from that industry. And I said, you know, the, the what he's talking about sounds so big. But what they actually do is they recycle license plates. And the cost of what he's doing would raise the cost of a license plate by a total of like five cents for the consumer. Right. So, again, it's not... It's not as big as it sounds, and I think that's it's overblown. Yes, it is. It is way overblown. Way overblown. So you know, more than likely, this volatility is beneficial for everybody that you're able to step in and pick up some names or some companies that are ex- getting extremely cheap. So if we're not too worried about the whole tariff deal, the the other thing that's really moving markets is interest rates, and we know the Fed is raising interest rates. They just uh, raised them another quarter point. Right. You know, and why does this matter? You know, the things that have been working, these big dividend-paying stocks, you know, it's getting competitive with treasuries, you know. So you could not, you can go buy a treasury and uh, take on no risk. You know, we know the, the government's going to pay back their debt. Or you can buy a volatile stock. That, that yields the same thing. And right now it's not fun to own those volatile stocks. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and I remember, it's so funny we bring this up because I remember basically begging people a few years ago, don't jump from CDs to dividend payers because, you know, everybody couldn't find interest rate, right? So they went to the stock market and we kept saying, guys, you know, this is this is creating a waterfall disaster for the future because when volatility does come back, who are going to be the first people to jump back out? 
The ones that jumped in. The ones that jumped in with yeah. the CDs. And, that you know, that's a lot of what is going on today is what we, we already knew was going to happen. Right. It, it, it was a given, you know. CD investors need to... St- that, that sounds bad, but, <laughs> you know, if you're used to zero volatility, you know, and then you jump up, and I think the volatility right now is 24%. Wow. Right. Zero to 24%. Yeah, big jump. Big, big it, jump. Yeah, and it doesn't sound bad. You know, I, th- I think all the time, um, you know, and that's something we preach and teach on this show a lot is that, it, you know, when you invest, investing for the long term needs to be T-ball approach. You need to have a way that you can sleep at night, still outpace inflation. And so many, you know, people don't invest like that. They invest for immediate gratification. And whether you're a CD holder or whether you're a stockholder, everybody wants that immediate one-year, two-year gratification. And that's not what it's supposed to be about when you're dealing with your retirement and your future. That's right. Slow and steady in time. You know, the market market averages 10. By swinging for the fences, are you really going to outperform that over time? More than likely not. Right. You know, you, you might have some great years, but you're also going to have some bad years. And those bad years will probably make you change the way you do things. And that's usually not good. You know, you swinging from high risk to low risk back and forth is just a recipe for disaster. So... It's not the best thing. Slow and steady in time. Time is the magic formula here. Compounding 8 to 12% a year is going to make your portfolio explode over time. Up 20, down 50, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that, you know, it's, it's funny, um, you know, Warren Buffett, and everybody knows who that is, supposedly the greatest investor of all time. His famous quote is, buy fear and sell greed. And what you were just talking about, what's making the market move is that people are doing the exact opposite Opposite. today. And, you know, now we have fear in the market. You just gave us all these reasons to have fear and what the common consumer has. So what should we do in the words of Warren Buffett today? (laughs) Be buying. Buying. Buying, yes. And there, there are some great deals out there. But right now, if you look at the, the actual, there is a fear gauge, and it's ranked at 7. Put it in context, a month ago it was 18. A year ago it was 31. Now we're at 7. Wow. People are scared. And why? The economy is doing good. Yeah. You know, invest in the economy and be smart. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you, you say deals, and I always think about, um, you know, that's what it is. You're buying companies. And people need to remember that is that, you know, this isn't gambling. This is buying economic growth, whether it be in the U.S. or whether it be in Europe. You're buying things that you're using as consumers every single day or going to use as consumers every single day. And, you know, it's really important to put that in your head because it brings it back home to reality of what it is. You know, if I can invest in my iPhone, I bet you I'm going to go get a new iPhone (laughs) when this thing conks out on me. Right. Or if I'm I'm really snooty, I'm going to get one sooner. I didn't mean that the way it sounded, but I am keeping up with the Joneses. (laughs) But but, I'm. I'm going to wait until, you know, this thing crashes. But, yes, I'm still going to go buy another iPhone. And it's important for us to remember that. Thank you, Aaron, for coming on the show, putting things in perspective with this crazy ride in the markets that we've been experiencing. And uh, thank everyone for listening to Life Planning 101 right here on K 
KATX, KWBY Radio. God bless everyone, and happy Easter. Happy Easter. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.